Welcome everybody to the Listen Up Podcast. It's your boy Brandon at Future No Dad 24. It's your boy Sam at More Life One. Let's get it. Put it up. Yo, what's up, everybody? On today's episode, Mike Novell gets the corona or COVID-19. We want to talk about how big of a loss that is. Um, looks like the depth charts come out, and uh, James Blackman is still QB1 for the time being. And uh, looks like we're getting a player that we've been missing for a while now. Um, and Hamza Nazruddin, he'll be back as well. We're going to talk about... Does that uh, how big of an impact that is on the game? And then finally, we'll break down the game. How like what will it take for us to beat Miami? Sam, you ready? Yeah, let's get it. All right, guys, let's get it. So, I mean, let's start out with the news, man. Even on a even on a bye week, we don't play a game. We still seem to take losses. So we took a loss against the bye, as um, <laughs> most teams don't do, but. It looks like our loss came from the head coach. Um, it's saying that uh, he he caught COVID nineteen amongst. Uh, I guess he had it on Friday, uh, or they, when they tested the team on Friday, they did multiple tests, and as a result, he's tested positive for COVID nineteen. Sam, I mean, it's obviously going to have an impact on the game, but speak to some maybe some of the particulars and some of the things you can see as being a potential problem. I, I man, I I don't really. I don't know. I really don't have a comment for it because I don't want to be rude, but I find it very strange that he's the only one that, you know, they can come out and say um, he tested positive for COVID-19 and his wife and his daughter tested negative for COVID-19. I find it kind of weird that they could, they could, they could, you know, release that, but um, they can't release the other players or whoever. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure it wasn't just, it can't be just him to have COVID-19, right? I mean, he's a close talker. He is a close talker, so I just I don't know, man. Okay. I mean, all right, this 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 is where we're going with it clearly. So um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, like, I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't just, expect, I didn't expect you to, to to hit right there, but I mean, if, since we here, we here. No, I, I mean, so I mean, I guess just come out and say, I mean, what you're saying, right? I mean, you don't believe Mike Nevada is the only player or the only person. I don't think he's the only person with COVID either. Let, let me be clear. I'm, I'm a you know be out there and down that limb with you as well. I, I find it very strange that the head coach seems to test positive for COVID. I don't believe he's outside, you know, um, intentionally, you know, walking walking through the grocery store without masks on. Um, I don't believe he's one of those people who's at you know who's down at the courthouse demanding that nobody wears that you know what I mean that nobody wears a mask and this is unpatriotic. So. Right. For me, that means this is a guy who's been taking some precautions. But I think I said it. Maybe I didn't say it on the podcast. Maybe it was a conversation that me and you had. I mean, last week, James Blackman threw that interception. They showed the sideline of James Blackman and, and Coach Norvell. And the close talker was right into James Blackman's face, you know, face-to-face, nobody with a mask on. So, for me, it's hard for me to look at it and say, 
Mike Norvell got it, but not another player, not another person. For me, it feels like just, you know, maybe there's some agendas going on, but I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. Games must be played and lives must be risked. Um, but I guess how much does this actually hurt the team, though? I mean, you know, I, mean, I imagine he I think they say he'll be virtual. He'll be virtual this week, you know, as far as practice, he, you know, game planning and stuff like that. But I mean, not having your head coach there, I, I would imagine, has a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah, but let's let's go let's go kind of deeper with it though. Like, um, like, uh, but the fact that he has COVID, if he just had a bunch of players come out and say, you know, we don't feel safe, you know, uh, during the off season. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I think that it's kind of it's kind of ironic, right? I'm like, trying like to steal irony. you. I'm trying to steal you from this conversation. You seem to be turning right back into it. This is like one of them. What's the one of them student cars with two? With both? With, where there's two wheels on on the car? And so you got a, you got what side? I got what side? Just in case they get off the road. I mean, so all right, let's. No, yes, no, we. Yes, got, we I agree do. with you. No, 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 okay. no, no. I mean, we here, so let, let's be here. I mean, yes, I agree with you. It's funny that that you know they didn't feel safe and. There's a player that's currently not on the team right now who, you know, was very vocal about him and not feeling safe. And then you make this public, you know, there's a big public thing and outcry and, you know, again, TMZ and all this other good stuff. And then you end up being the first major college coach out of all the coaches who are coaching right now. You end up being the first major college coach that, you know, tests positive for COVID. It's it's very ironic. It's very funny. <laughs> And uh, you couldn't write a better script if you were a writer. <laughs> um, you couldn't really write it any better. So I agree with you. I, I mean, listen, there's a lot of theories going around. I got phone calls from yesterday basically saying, you know. Hey, hold on, he's hold taking on. One. No, 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 I ain't going there. I'm saying okay, he's taking okay. one for the team. He's taking one for, for all the college coaches. And there, there's a he's going to get some money on the back end. I don't heard a lot of wild stuff that, that's been said to me. I don't believe any of them. But, yo, it's. Yeah, we're gonna leave it at it's ironic that it that is happening. Yeah, I was just leave it there. It's just it's just ironic. It's a lot of yeah. irony. A lot of irony. Yeah. There. Yeah, lot lot of irony. <laughs> lot of irony. So I mean, so I guess at th- at this point, right? So how does it affect the team, right? How does it how does the how does it affect Saturday, right? Yeah, I think I think it actually affects it big time, right? I mean, yeah, you have another coach who filled in, but he's not the guy who's been put in charge of the program. I would imagine if, you know, this guy's going to be kind of looking at it and saying, well, I'm going to make this decision based off of what Mike would do. Man, is Mike going to be in the booth? You know what I mean? I thought about that as well. You know what I mean? If Mike's in the booth, I don't think nothing changes, really. He just has to call plays from the booth. He has to get on the headset and, and work it that way. Because I, I don't see what the problem would be, why he couldn't call plays, you know what I mean? Empty stadium, put him, you know what I mean, get him in by himself, goes up to to the booth, and, and you know he works out of he works out of there. From what I was told, you know he could social distance in there and be able to call, you know, and be able to call the game that he wants to call. But I think where it has the biggest impact is on uh, Dillingham. You know, Dillingham is basically it's his show. If 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 Mike Novell's not there, if Mike Novell's sitting in the living room, then 
you absolutely have to make sure you made the right hires because now you can't micromanage. You can't look over anybody's shoulder. You can't call the plays. I imagine he's going to be sending in text messages. Are they going to be, you know, he's going to have a Bluetooth headset in and Mike going to be calling plays from his couch on the 10 second delay. So at this point, I'm looking at it and saying it makes a big difference because it puts a lot of pressure, not on Thompson, but I think it puts a lot of pressure on Dillingham. So I think it's a, it's a huge impact. Yeah, I think the Dillingham thing is kind of interesting because I don't think he's ever called plays before. Mm-hmm. You know, Correct. I mean, because Gus Malzahn Gus called Malzahn plays called often. Him. Right, and Mike Novell's been calling them, yeah. Yeah, so that's that is that's that's, that's going to be interesting right there. Um, it could be a good thing. It could it be absolutely. a bad thing. It, Correct. You know, that, I don't know. That, yeah. that was the first thing I thought about was, okay, the, the show is yours now. The ball is in your court. We're going to get to see what it is you actually bring to the table. Um, it may look a little fluid. He may, again, we, you know, we'll get to Blackman later, but he may, you know, decide, hey, I don't like what I'm seeing early on in the game and decide he, he I'm going, I'm a, you know, in case of emergency, break the glass. Because, again, it's, it's hard for me to believe that they're going to just roll out doing the same thing again and expect different results. But we'll get there in a moment. But for me, I, I looked at it and I said, from an offensive standpoint, Dillingham is going to get for the first time ever the opportunity to call his offense the way he wants it and the rhythm in which he wants it. If Mike, you know, Mike is at practice, so he's, you know, they'll have a game plan that Mike is putting together. But as far as the pressing the button, you know what I mean? After you, If you get to a place where we've seen it, the offense is going to stall, right? The offense stalls. How does he get out of that? What's the play call that he calls that gets him out of that rut? You know what I'm saying? What is that? Right. What is that surefire? You know, what is the move that he makes? Does he then to say, all right, you know, we're going we gonna to roll out uh, Jordan Travis. But instead of, you know, we're going to let Jordan Travis, you know, fake and maybe throw a bomb this first play. To get, you know what I mean? I just think it, it changes so much because, again, we don't know how aggressive he is. We don't know how conservative he is. We have no idea really what his what his um, views are yeah. on the game. Yeah. And so when I looked at the first thing I thought about was, dang, let's let's see what he can do. I mean, he's getting a lot of money. He's making a lot of money, and he's been a part of, you know, big time program. Let's see what he's learned from from some of those programs. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be uh, it could be fascinating, man. I mean, well, we get to the personnel thing later, but you know, well, let, I was gonna say, well, let me ask you this: What if he does? What if he? What if the offense looks markedly improved? I mean, just you know, I mean, I don't, regardless who quarterback is, what if the offense just looks more fluid? What if we like, oh man, that was a good play. Like he, he really said, okay, open drive. Forget that. That script that I expect him always look going to open and drive. But let's say, I mean, you know, it's third quarter. He's able to. They come out of half, put together a really nice drive, and and you know, yeah, so okay, you know, and it looks markedly better. Does that then do? Does next week they start? You know, because it's going to be a comparison. Let's say they roll up twenty eight, thirty. After scoring 16, we might call in the plays. Do we then, you know, does next week come out and say, yo, you know what I mean? Let 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 Dillingham, maybe we should let Dillingham call these plays. He may, you know, this it's always, it's not like it's a new a new question for Florida State fans. You know what I mean? When Jimbo yeah. was here, they were saying he needed to get an offensive coordinator. The first year, Willie had to get an offensive coordinator. So, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, you know, Kendall Browse had to come in because of it. So, Florida State fans feel a way about their head coach calling plays, um, or at least recently. So, I, yeah. I can see it being something the week after, in the event they do look good on offense. Yeah, well, I, I, okay. So, as 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 fans on Twitter, yeah, I'm going to get jokes off, and we're going to make trolls about it, and, and it'd be funny. But, um, 
But that stuff like, hits that locker room. Yeah, I hate but, what you're saying, but that stuff but, actually hits that locker room, though. Yeah, it does. But but rationally, I would say that they just improved from week one to week two. That's what I would say. I mean, like, you know, as a real fan, I would say – I mean, not, not as a real fan, but somebody, like, casually watching the game, I would just say, okay, week two, they got – um, they got better. You know what I'm saying? Was, Team, team, teams can get, get better. better. Yeah, teams supposed to get better. They got better. So I, that's what I would. That's what I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And then another thing is, you know, you never know the. End. I I think sometimes having a head coach that tied into one side of the ball sometimes can create a lot of pressure for certain guys. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they felt a little bit looser, a little bit freer with Dillingham calling. You know, calling plays. I mean. Mm-hmm. You, you don't really know, but I mean, if it's, I don't know, I don't know. That that'll be a very interesting thing because I'm of the opinion that you should let a coach do whatever the coach wants to do. I, you know, what I'm saying like if the if the ship's gonna if the ship's gonna sink, allow the coach to 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 fail doing it his way. Um, I feel like that was one of Willie's mistakes. Uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, being more hands off. He bit well. He bent a lot. I thought he meant a lot to public pressure. Yeah, he built a lot of public pressure. Like yeah, he so. hurt, he hurt, he absolutely knew what was being said about him on social media, and it affected, you know, his mood. Sometimes it affected his, uh, you know, what I mean? it affected the way he it's called games. It, it affected, affected yeah, it affected yeah. a lot of, you know, game plan. And yeah. I don't never want my coach to have that. You know, I don't want my coach to have that type of rabbit ears. Well, right. So I wouldn't, time, you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want my coach. I would want my coach to stay true to who he is. Whoever you're gonna, whoever you decide that you are, and what you're gonna be, and what you want your program to look like, then then be that a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. No, I I 100% agree with you. I, I want my coach to be consistent. I don't, I, I want him to not give too. I don't want him to care at all what we have to say as fans. I want him to understand that this is my game plan, this is my team, and this is the way I'm gonna I'm call it. You ain't gotta like it, but um, this is how this is how it's going down. But so, I will tell you though, it would be funny though if they put up 30 points against Miami and they actually beat Miami. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> oh man, it's timeline's gonna be a funny place, man. Timeline's yeah. always a funny place, but if that happens, man, this timeline is gonna be. Timeline gonna be a real funny, man. I always say Facebook. Facebook is a, is a is a wild place. Whew. I I don't even want to see. I'm, I'm gonna have to probably log off for two days. I don't. I don't. Need, I'm not even gonna want to see what uh what social media is gonna look like at that point. Cause that's that, yeah. that's gonna be something else. <laughs> that's that's gonna it's, be something else. It's, yeah, it's gonna be something. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Chris Chris Thompson, right? Does he have any pressure at all in this game? Nah, man. Nah, he don't have any pressure, man. I mean, they're not expected to win this game. Um right. And I and I honestly believe if it's me, uh, well, we'll get into this depth chart thing. But if it's me, I'm not even focusing this year on winning games. I'm focusing on getting guys to do the right things, right? Like, you know, what I'm saying. Can I get my quarterbacks to learn how to read through progressions? Can I get my wide receivers to block? Can I get you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, can I get my linebackers to trigger downhill? Can I buy in? You know, you're looking for buy in. You're right. I, I'm like kind of like um um the coach down there at Georgia Tech, right? Like I mean, they're not really focused on winning games. They're focused on just trying to. Can I get all 22 guys playing hard at all times? Can I get everybody locked into what we're trying to do every day? So I think that's the bigger thing. I mean, Chris Thompson. I don't know, man. I mean, how much influence can he make? 
he's not a, a larger than life presence. I mean, he's not somebody right. with this big resume that you like. It ain't like it is like if it was Mickey calling the game or Mickey right being a head coach. Maybe you know, even if it was Odell as the head coach, I think it would right ratchet I, up a little bit because I think people you know they like they love Odell. I think it would ratchet up you know um, the way guys would play. But I don't know if Thompson right. carries that much weight. You know, right? No, I'm. I, no, I asked that question. <clears throat> Excuse me. I asked that question because I, what I wonder is, does he try some things? In other words, I mean, so if so, I got so nothing me- to lose, if I got nothing to lose, I have no, you know, nobody expects us to win. I'm not the head coach, so I really ain't even going to get no blame for it. Um, this don't show up under my, you know what I mean? This don't show up on, on, on my stat sheet. Nobody's going to care. Don't you? I would think it. You know, early for early fourth and short on our side of the field, go for it. Like in other words, I think you call a different. I think he calls a different game because of that. Now again, if I'm Mike, I would have had taken that same game plan. I would have taken that same approach as well. Nobody's supposed to lose prime time. It's game day. I'm in year. What what did uh uh Ingram tell us? We in year negative one. You know what I mean? Negative so yes, yeah, yeah, negative we had negative. Zero, yeah. yeah, what are you saying? So we ain't even in year zero. We in year negative one. So okay, cool. If that's where we at, then I, you know, I coach every game like that. To be honest with you, but right. I think, especially going into this game in his position, they looked at me. Yo, man, go for it. Four from one, it don't matter, man. Go for it. You know what I mean? We might throw right. an onside kick, trick play. Like it, it's a rivalry game. I would imagine you would see everything. But the kitchen sink. That that's just my opinion. That's why I asked you that. Does he have any pressure? Because if he don't have no pressure, which I agree with you, he doesn't. Then, I you know I think we throw you throw everything. You throw everything at him. But you know the big the biggest problem that's gonna be with this whole situation is okay. Everybody's gonna do their job during the week, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna do their job during the week, okay. Yep. But then come game day, is Thompson really in charge come game day? Because people go, you don't want people to act out of character, right? You don't want coaches doing things they shouldn't probably be doing, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want your wide receiver coach trying to tell the quarterback what to do. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, that, I think that's the oh. bigger deal, right? Mm, okay. It, you know, you, but you know what I'm no, saying? No, no, I get what you're people, saying. People, what people I'm people saying is can, if, can get out of control with stuff. I mean, if that's the case, then you got a bigger issue. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true, too. You know what I mean? Like, if you got coaches outside of their role, then you got bigger issues. You, your job is coach receivers. You're going to coach receivers. I don't care if I'm here or not. Like, you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that That's just my opinion. Um, so, yeah. that, that Yeah, that's all I'm going to say with that. It, I would think everybody should be doing exactly what they need to be doing and what they absolutely should be doing every single uh at every single position, I don't need my defense coordinator hollering at. You know, if, if defense coordinator is in a fight with the with the offensive coordinator, there's a problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. there's a problem. Like, because at this point now we realize, okay, there, there's other there's other situations, there's other problems, and there's other things that are happening behind the scenes that are, are just not okay. So that's just my opinion. I don't think that's the case um, by any stretch, but you know, I guess we'll we'll all find out together. You know what I mean? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, Depth chart. So depth chart came out, and first thing we noticed was it looks like Blackman is still starting at quarterback. Right, but I think we expected that, right? I didn't. You didn't? Hell no. (laughs) Listen. Okay. So 
the idea that I'm a rollout, man, we've had this conversation, I feel like, so many times, but we're going to have it again because it seems like every time Blackman decides he's going to, I don't know, uh, be an be announced terrible. as the starter, even right. after showing us that he's been bad, we, for some reason, ignore all the stats. We ignore all the stuff. And it's, well, you know, that dude, if he dropped that ball, if he didn't drop that pass, then, I hear you. Well, you know the offensive line get mm-hmm, I hear you. What I'm saying is it doesn't change the emotional immaturity at the position. And the emotional immaturity at the position is the problem. Like hmm. it, it it's not that it's not that difficult. We said it in the offseason. He doesn't have the mental makeup to play the position. And they was like, Well, we'll get a new coach. And I said, All right, let's see. That he got what Mike Novell has one job to fix that emotional immaturity in that quarterback. That's his only job with James Blackman. I don't care about mm-hmm. the footwork. I don't care about the mechanics. I don't care about none of that because all of that is part of it. You have to fix the emotional immaturity of this quarterback. And what we have seen one weekend, it don't matter. I imagine that was the I don't make as much as Mike Norvell makes. So I know for a fact that Mike's message to James Blackman was you got to be composed. I imagine that was the first thing he told him. Like, he was at the bowl game. He saw what we all saw. So I imagine when he has his first conversation, he has his first sit down with James Blackman, the very first thing he says was, we got to work on this. As you're going through the film, we got to work on that. That's not acceptable. Look at your head. Look at your body language. Look at your posture. Why are your arms flailing? Why are you pounding the ground? Like, I imagine he looked at him and pointed out all his flaws and said, this is what you got to work on. And what did we see? was one, the very first sign of, that, sign of adversity, he was exactly, went right back to everything we saw last season. That's who he is. I can't ask him to change nothing. Mike can't ask him to change nothing. And he clearly has decided he's not going to change nothing. So mm. then, therefore, if the offensive line was perfect against Georgia Tech, if your receivers caught everything they need to throw in a football game, adversity is going to come. It just is. Like, we know it. You're going to be an adult. They would, here's the thing, they weren't even losing. But adversity right. still comes because you're not going to score on every single drive. You're not right. going to throw a perfect pass every single time. You're going you're gonna to airmail one. You're going to miss a wide open receiver. You're going to re- make the wrong read on the, op- on the option. You're going to call, you know what I mean? You're going to do something that's not right. And at that point, can you mentally put that in the back of your mind and go back out and maintain the same mechanics and the same rhythm? I'm not leaving clean pockets when I have them. I'm not seeing ghosts. The good quarterbacks go back out and do the exact same thing that they did previously because they understand this is what I need to win. I can't get too down on myself because I missed that open receiver. I just got to go out here and make the next one. Um, I don't remember. I was and I apologize, but I didn't see the uh, I didn't see this series, but somebody else brought it up on another podcast I was listening to about the um, uh, Georgia Tech Central Florida game. Central Florida quarterback overthrew a receiver um, by like two yards, two two yards just overthrew him, missed him. They ran another play, got the first down, and came right back to that play, and he hit the dude on the bump, and he hit the dude, and they got like sixty something yard uh, pass reception. Those type of things are what good quarterbacks do. Like those type of quarterbacks can, man, I missed them. And your coach has enough faith in you to know 
I'm gonna call that play again. I can't call it right now, but give me another. But I know that's a that's a mismatch. So I'm gonna run another play and I'm gonna come right back to it. And the net and the the quarterback hit it. The receiver caught it. Everything worked because that's confidence that one the coach has in his quarterback, but that's also the confidence that the quarterback has in himself. And James Blackman is missing that piece. And the fact that I keep arguing with people and that folks on the timeline trying to tell me that what I'm seeing ain't real and telling me that well if he had a better old line, I'm telling you I don't care how great the offensive line was. I don't care how great his running backs was. I don't care how great any of this all these things are. He will still be who he is. Who makes mistakes all the time and in crucial situations because the emotions get the better of them. You see it. Loses all the mechanics go bad. All the decision making goes bad. We've seen all the highlights. You've seen all the lowlights from the miss Thompson's open in the middle of the field over here. Running backs open down here and he throws in the double coverage. These are all decisions because I'm now not thinking as a football player. I'm thinking I just got to make a play. I, I I just got to make a play. My team need me to make a play. I just got to make a play. You're not going through progressions. You're not reading the field. You're not looking at nothing. You just, you just out there. And yeah. we talked about it last year with Hornybrook. And we were saying Hornybrook may not be able to make all the throws that black men can make. But what he will do is make the plays he's supposed to make. And so when I look at that play of him throwing in the double coverage while the running backs leaks out of the backfield on third and one, and he misses the wide open dude, which we saw Derek King make do that several times against Louisville um, on those blown coverages. But Hornybrook, or maybe even Purdy, or maybe even um, what's my man name? Tra- Jordan uh, Travis, or or Tate Rotomaker. Either one of the, like all of those, I believe, make that because they're not just looking. Oh, I got to make a play. Hey, I got to I got we need the first down. Think about all the times that he he ran out of bounds like one yard short. We've seen him do this like for years now. Yeah. You don't one have the short. one yard short cuz you cuz the dude is the defender is in front of you. Man, get the first down, my man. <laughs> yeah. That ain't even of... like that's foot that's this is we talking about simple football stuff. Yeah, Jeff Sims does it like every single time. Like it's crazy to watch him do that too. I'd be like, oh, look at Jeff Sims just find a way to get that first down. But it's like find that shouldn't be surprising to, get... to me. That shouldn't be surprising to me. But, but it, it is because, because your quarterback don't do it. Yeah, he don't do that. <laughs> and that and that's what I mean. So when I talk about when I talk about James Blackman and why I'm like, again, I I, I don't have very much faith going into this game, and we'll talk about it in a minute. It's because of that decision, unless there's a very quick hook on it. All right, so. But let's okay. So I heard they was trying out different things at quarterback. So this is what I think is going to happen in the game. This is this mm-hmm. is what I think is going to happen. I think James Blackman will play about twenty five to thirty snaps, right? That's so twenty five to thirty snaps too many. But go ahead. All right. I mean, I, no, I don't want James Blackman to play either. Okay, <laughs> I don't want him to play either. I, I you know, yeah, I was when. I would, I would have, I would have rescinded his scholarship before the season to take the option away from myself as a coach if I was Norvell. You know, he watched Arizona State game. You know what I'm saying? So I don't That's know what I he could believe. How would, he, why would he be here after watching the Arizona State game? Is what's bothering me. But all right, right, go ahead. But so, so this is what I think is going to happen, right? I think it's going to be like 25 to 30 snaps for James Blackman. Okay, I think you you script your first, your first um two drives, right? Let's let's get him on the script. See if we can get fourteen points out of him, right? 
mm-hmm. think after I think after that, I think they're gonna try to do a lot of wildcat and jet sweeps and stuff. So I think you'll see about ten snaps from Jordan Travis. I think you'll see some wildcat from Corbin or Webb, right? Mm-hmm. So I put them at five snaps apiece doing that. And I think I think it's a possibility you see some Travis J. But see, a lot of this stuff is off for me because I think that they would have been more aggressive had Norvell been the coach, right? Because he would have had a better feel for when to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I do think play calling is a feel thing. You have to feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let's let's do that now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I and I thought to be honest with you, I thought he was going to empty the bag out for this game, right? So yeah. I I I expected that. So that's what I think is going to happen with the quarterback position. If Jane Blackman is too shaky or too whatever, I do think you're going to see uh, Tate Rodemaker though. I, I just don't. You you cannot. You can lose games, man. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. If you if you go down that that if you do like Willie did and go down there doing the same thing with that quarterback position, man. People people lose interest and they lose faith real fast. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's really my point. I don't mind you losing the games. I do mind you losing the games with um, James Blackman as your quarterback. I absolutely yeah. mind that. And I mind it because we've seen it. We've seen it play out too many times. And I felt like you had your one up. Op- you had your chance. In other words, I gave you the opportunity. I watched Arizona State, and if I'm a coach, there's no way I felt good about bringing you back. But you know what? Veteran, locker room like him. He's a, you know, locker room guy. All these, you know, cliches that people say. I'm cool with it all. But I would have I made sure, all right, he's on a quick he's on a quick leash. Because at the first sign, I see some of the old stuff. We're going to be done with this experiment. And it didn't take very long for him to see it. And the fact I get it, you know, I don't want to have to throw out take Roadmaker against Georgia Tech, whatever. Okay, cool. Respect. Mm, but now we get to uh, now we get to uh Miami. Am I really trying to lose the Miami game? Because of Man, because better, my quarterback that, that game, because my court like I I'm I'm probably gonna lose it anyway. But am I trying right. to lose it for the same reason I just lost to Georgia Tech? And then if so, how many times do we do this before we realize, yo, something's off here? Like, I don't – yes, Rotomaker may not be nearly as better. He may not have the full grasp of the offense. He may not have a lot of things. That's fine. He's a freshman, and we expect it. I expect – Jeff Sims has thrown a lot of interceptions over these first few games. I get it because he's a freshman, and he's going to make freshman mistakes. It's what's supposed to happen. But you can accept losing with Jeff Sims at UCF who I think UCF is a very good team, but you can accept Georgia, losing. Talking about Georgia, yeah, I'm talking about losing at UCF. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Georgia Tech losing at UCF. Yeah, you can accept yeah. uh, Georgia Tech losing at UCF and making these freshman mistakes because he's a freshman. But you yeah, can you see can the see upside in the, the potential. Yeah. Right, and you'll be able to see it. And so by the end of the season, you can be able to make some real decisions on, okay, he's now, okay, he threw a lot of interceptions that first half of the season. Second half, interceptions are way down. He's seeing the field better. He's making better decisions. So now I know I got my quarterback going into the future. Mm-hmm. We all, I, I think we all are smart enough to realize that James Blackman is not your quarterback of the future. Well, you better hope not because the future is bleak. No, man. Altmaier is lighting up defenses left and right in whatever conference he's playing in in high school. That boy mm-hmm. threw for another four hundred four touchdowns. I watched that boy strike out on a on a seventy five yard run the first like the first play of the game or something like that last week. I'm cool with with Altmaier. I was cool with Altmaier when Pete first told us that, you know, Altmaier, and I went and started looking him up, and I was like, okay, 
he might he might be right with this one. So again, I feel like you got a future at quarterback, but you still got to get through this season. And why not get through this season with somebody not named James Blackman when you know James Blackman is not your future? Yeah. Well. Let's let's move on to something else, man. This is negative, man. We can't keep doing this, man. James Blackman's right. terrible. I, I, I don't even no, want to talk about no, it. No, man. Apparently, if you had a better O-line and a better run, that would set up blitzes and play actions, and then that yeah. would make him better. And all the, yeah, people need, to stop. people need to stop saying that because they sound dumb. Because it's like, guess what? Uh, offense line are going to miss blocks. Why are mm-hmm. you going to drop balls? I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to overthrow somebody. That don't mean that you can't come back and hit the man and stride the next time. I mean, it doesn't – like, I don't – He's not a good quarterback. Like I, it's it's really that simple, man. He's not a good quarterback, man. I mean, right? You people, can give him all the pieces around him, and it will still be really rough. The only difference is they probably win a little bit more. Like if you gave him Cam Akers, which they did last year, you win a couple more games because Cam Akers legit won you games. Right. Like we watched Cam Akers single handedly win you games. Dalvin Cook single handedly won games just because he was that good. You don't have that dude this year, right? You don't. They so gotta it, get a. They gotta get a quarterback. That's just that. Like I, I mean, we talked about it on the last podcast, the last podcast with, yeah. with Ingram and um Adam about you know how long is the rebuild gonna take? It's gonna take us. If you get a quarterback, it'll be over a lot quicker. That's just that's my opinion. So. That's my opinion. Uh, I, I'm with you on it. So, I mean, also part of the depth chart. Uh, part of the depth chart is it looks like uh Tomahawk Nation is saying that. We're going to get Hamza Nazardine back at safety. Um, I know for me, man, that that's huge. You're talking about your leading tackler. You're talking about a guy who is a hitter, you know what I mean? Punish, always in the right position, takes great angles. Um, and it gets somebody, it gets it gets a lesser player off the field. I put it like that. I ain't going to call no names. But it gets somebody else off the field. And you replace them with a player who, you know, I think has high draft potential. So, I mean, tell me, tell me what your thoughts, man. Well, the okay, if 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 Ham not, if Ham is um, healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing I was looking at the whole depth chart because I know what they got on the depth chart, but I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna play out that way, right? I don't I don't foresee it playing out that way personally. Um, hold on, let me pull this up. I, I just had it. All right, here go. I got it right here. All right. So anyway, I think what they're going to try to do is they're going to move Gainer to the Fox position, right? The stand-up position on second downs, right? So on first down, you will have Janaris Robinson on first down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think I think they move Gainer to Fox position, right? That'll take Robinson off the field and have him basically switching with uh, Kando at defensive end. Uh, that'll put Gaynor also to be able to rush a passer with Deloach at the stud. And I think Deloach and um, Woodby will be rotating at the stud position. So I think that's what happens there. And I think what you do is, personally, this is what I would do. I'm going to ask you a rhetorical would, question. Does that defense make, is that defense better than last that week? De- what do you mean that defense is better? Is the defense that you just – is that defense better than the one they rolled out against Georgia Tech? If, if you do that, yeah, I think so. It should be. I agree. I mean, I was just again. I just wanted yeah, to. Yeah. No, because you can't. You can't have 
uh, Janeros Robinson standing up. I mean, you just like, like how many staffs are going to do that? Like, you got to stop doing that. Like, it comes a point in time where you watch a film, like, stop standing Janeros Robinson up. I get why you want to do it on first down. You want to stop the run. But on second and third down, he can't be standing up. I would say that he shouldn't be there, period, to be honest with you. Um, Janeros Robinson was in pass coverage. Yeah, that shouldn't happen ever. Like, you should never do that. So, I mean, we called I, it out. We called it out on the Willis staff. If you, maybe it yeah, may pe- not have been. Pe- yeah, if if Janaris Robinson out is out in pass coverage, you've done some, you've called their own defense. Yeah, and if it's happened multiple times, you call their own defense multiple times. Whatever game plan you have that has Janaris Robinson, you know, in pass coverage multiple times a game, you've done something wrong. So they need to shorten the rotation as far as that. And another thing, Quayshawn Fuller shouldn't be on the field. He doesn't know what he's doing. Don't put him back on the field. So him him rotating with Kando makes no sense. Him and um, Janaris Robinson. Janaris Robinson and Kando should be rotating with each other, period. That's it. Uh, I know they like Josh Griffiths. I guess you still can try to do what you're doing with Josh Griffiths, I guess, maybe. But I, I would, he wouldn't be playing 25 snaps, though, maybe more like 10. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he he wasn't terrible. He wasn't nah, terrible. He, no, he wasn't after. terrible. No, he, he wasn't terrible. He played decent. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, but you, you lose a lot of athleticism when he come on the field, though. I mean, it's just certain places he's just not going to make. I mean, nobody nobody actually, uh, what do you call it, uh, got to the quarterback. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I agree with you on the athleticism piece. Yeah, so I think what, what I would do at the safety position is Green played well. So I think Green and Travis J on the field at the same time, now that's if Hamza isn't healthy. If Hamza, if, if that's if Hamza is healthy. If he's healthy, then you play Hams and Travis J together, or Hams and uh, Green together. But if Hams isn't um, healthy, Hams and Green. Yeah, Holmes if they Green. Yeah. if they're not if he's not healthy, then I think Travis J and Green need to just man the safety spots. Man, I think you just don't take them off the field. Would be at would be at that butt position just doesn't work. I mean, just it just doesn't work, man. Uh, Raymond Woody actually looked it fast, uh, so I I don't see a reason why Woody would even be playing over him. To be honest with you, so that's what I that's I me. That's what I would do. And Jaron Jones and Dent, I guess that's up in the air. That's whoever's you know playing better in practice. But honestly, I would put Akeem Dent there, and I would live with that, man. I, I would live with Akeem Dent making whatever mistakes he's gonna make because. I don't know. That Jaron Jones thing, I don't know. He's, he kind of lacks a little athleticism. He, he kind of looks, to me, he looked like he lacked a little dog, too, to be honest with you. He doesn't compete as much as I thought he would. Listen, Jaron Jones was bad. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, he was bad. Like, he, he was bad. Not just, I mean, the touchdown was one thing, but he it was constantly, yeah, co- constantly bad. So, like, consistently bad. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 like, I'm I, not. I think whatever game player that gets him off the field <laughs> is an upgrade. <laughs> I mean, no, again, I, I understand you have camp battles and there's camp players. I think Tom, I think uh, uh, Thompson's one of them. And then you have absolute, you know, and then you have football players. And I've, again, I've seen both. And what I'm saying is Jones may be one of them camp players, which means he'll always look good when you, you know, put that machine and have him do the little footwork, fast feet, and all the other drills. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he'll, you know, I think he'll kill all of that. The same thing, same way, same way Warren does. 
But when them lights come on, they just not the same player. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's kind of what it is. I mean, now, again, it's one game, so you try not to make too many sweeping it, you know, but, man, it was Georgia Tech receivers. Yeah. I mean, they they, they looked like they was all all conference players out there. That's I mean, what I mean. It was, than... it was Georgia Tech receivers, so, I, you know, I'm trying not to make, you know, any sweeping indictments, but at the end of the day, you know, they weren't going up against Clemson receivers. You know what I mean? So, I, that that's just my opinion. Yeah, but I think I think if you make those those sort of changes, I think the defense can be good. I mean, the depth chart they're gonna always put out the depth chart. The depth chart's gonna say whatever they needed to say. But I'm saying like, you gotta shorten up your rotation, man, and you gotta play guys that that's as fast, as strong, as athletic, and you gotta put them in the right positions, man. And if that means Kendo and Janaris Robinson play less snaps, but they're more effective because they're at the place they need to be at, then do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to kill you not to have both of them on the field at the same time if you put Gaynor over at that flash position where he can rush the passer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just makes sense to me. Oh, no, I agree with you. Like, in other words, you, you, you're talking about uh, quality over quantity. In other words, I don't, right. have the less snaps. That's guys. fine. Yeah, like, stop have, playing all those guys, man. Like, Quayshawn Fuller, dude, if you look on that tape, it took, like, Quayshawn Fuller was just got off the ball when it was already 10 yards down the field. Like, I was like, dude, is he still in his stance? Like, dude, he don't need to be on the field. Like, I mean. <laughs> he's not ready. Yeah. Yeah, he's but, just not ready. I you mean, know what I thought? And this, maybe, maybe again, I don't think this is a good strategy, but I'm, I thought, just kind of looking at it, they basically believe that let's see what we have here. We we don't know what we have here. What we do know is the starters aren't really killing it, right? Nah, you know at what I think point, At any you know point, what I, you know what I think happened. I don't think way. they. I don't think they ever thought they was gonna lose to Georgia Tech. That's what I mean. That's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. What yeah. I'm saying is they they were under the impression, especially up ten nothing. We're not losing to Georgia Tech. We got this game pretty much under control. Let's see what we have. Let's see if we let's start rotating some guys in. We're a couple of missed passes away from being up more. You know, let's just see what we have in, in some of these ball players here. And so let's throw out Josh Griffiths. We can give him some snaps. See what he, what he can do. Let's see what Quayshawn Fuller can do. And I think. What you are saying is probably what's going to happen. Okay, we ain't got much. We ain't got much in Quayshawn Fuller. You're going to have to ride the bench until you can figure out how to play football. Better. Um, he needs to earn it. I mean, um, you got to get off the damn ball. Like, I'm asking you – I'm not even asking you to know the play. I'm asking you to get off the football. Like, dude, he – Yeah, just get up the field. I don't care if that's right or wrong. Just <laughs> just beat the man in front of him. Like, listen, the defense edge job is to set the edge. Just set the edge. Just set the yeah. edge for me. We, we, I don't need to do nothing else. You ain't got to do no fancy stunts. I just need you to set the edge. Just You know what I mean? Just beat that dude in front of you every single play. Let's make it real simple. And he didn't seem like he was ever able to do that because yeah. he was still in his stance getting pancaked while he, you know, his, his three-point, his hand's still on the ground. So, right. you know I mean, you know, I, I agree with you on that one. I, I think that's what – I agree with you. They didn't think they were losing to Georgia Tech. And how the game started, I imagine why they felt that way. And so I think they thought we could widen this rotation out, and then it kind of got out of hand. I think this week you see a lot of people with a lot less plans out, which is also why I think some of these transfers, why you're getting some of these transfers as well. Because some of these people are looking at it and saying, shoot, if I ain't play against Georgia Tech and they talking about shortening the rotation, I ain't going to never play. And, sir, you are correct. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of is what it is at this point. I think they're really going to – you. Your best 22 was be on the field, I would say, 80% of this game. Yeah, but I, I mean, on defense. Without, I think, except for injuries? 
Well, on defense, I think you only got 15 guys that can really play. Again, which is why I said your yeah. be- like that that defense rotation. Unless you are a dog, t- which is why you need your offense to give you something, because those guys are going to be tied. If you lead them on the field, they're going to be tied, which means you have to go into your into that 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th man. And if we get to that 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th man, that's a it's a huge drop off. Right. I mean, so I, I, that's yeah. where I think things get a little things get a little difficult. Things get a little bit dicey. So, in my opinion, I think one of the biggest things, one of the first things, would be offense just have some consistency, man. Uh, even it may have to be one of them uh, Jimbo Fisher games, man. You hike the ball at one second. I know we normally go tempo and all this other stuff, but nah, we may oh, have to drag no, this no, one out. No, no, I'm definitely, to- I'm definitely slowing the game down. I am, I'm, I'm definitely going slow. Like I, and matter of fact, fourth and ones are automatic goals. Yep. I mean, you got to extend drives. I mean, nah, you need yeah. to, you need to steal as many possessions as you can. Um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going slow. There's yeah. No, no, I mean, listen, man, just being able to. We talked about the turnovers, right, um, before the season started, and we thought the secondary would get a lot of turnovers. Cause oh, honestly, oh, let, oh, let me say one, one other thing, too. Yeah. If 35 is on the field at linebacker and you got Whitby at safety, you, oh, you, you ask pretty, for touchdowns. You pretty much conceding touchdowns. Yeah, you ask I for mean, touchdowns. I mean, that ain't going to get it done. If I see that on the field, then I'm just going to go ahead and just say, okay. Yeah, it's a touchdown I mean, drive here. Yeah, this is a touchdown, touchdown drive, drive. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever I mean, the score so, is, let's just add seven. Yeah, yeah, let's add, yeah. Seven. Just just yeah, dock, dock seven on there because I mean that is that's just gonna be a slow. That's not a lot of speed. Yeah, that's not a lot of speed on your football field right now. Yeah, on your back seven, that's not good. So, no, nah, I don't. I, again, this staff I think gambled a lot because I think they they didn't think they could lose to Georgia Tech until the game was much closer than what they expected, and then you know at that point you try to get everything back. Right. But it's difficult when you've already, you know, I don't want to say started into this. All right, let me throw this dude in here and see what he got. All right, let me throw this dude in here and see what he got. Now you got to try to ramp it back up again. It's Again, I think they may have misjudged this team a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, they're not the step-on-the-throat type of team where you can put in your backups and it's just going to, you know what I mean, and it's going to finish out the game 24 to 24 to 6. That's not who this team is. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think they thought it was and I think that's where you misjudge. But again, which is why the biggest jump from most teams is from week one to week two, I think. And then you give them an early bye week. They honestly should, you're now at like week three. So we should see a whole lot of improvement. We should see a lot of shortened uh, rotation and which leads us to what will it take for Florida State to pull off that upset? Yeah, nine gonna, point, nine point underdog right now. Okay, it's it's gonna take your defensive line to to to. I mean, seriously, they literally have to control the game. They need to be playing five yards in the backfield for most of the game. Your Durden, Coop, Marv, um, Love it. These guys have to be making impact plays down in the down. They have to be resetting the line of scrimmage every down, man. If they're not doing that, it is going to be a long day. I'm going to say that. It's going to be a long day. Um, On offense, it's tough for me on offense because I don't think you can make that much improvement on offense, right? But I think think you have to. Not with your quarterback staying the same. No, not with the quarterback staying the same. I think those scripted drives, you need touchdowns on those scripted drives. You know what I'm saying? 
So, you know, those first 14 plays, you need to score, you know, 14 points on it. You know what I'm saying? So that needs to happen. Um, I think after that, I think special teams have to come into play. And it's crazy because I actually think Miami is, like, really good on special teams. Like, watching them um, Saturday. And they, they finally got a kicker. They kicker and they punter. And, I mean, they, they look pretty damn disciplined on special teams too. So – we need to find a way to make something happen in special teams, whether that's Travis J running back, a kick return, a punt return. We need one yep. of those. So that has to happen. And I think overall, you have to you have to have a all in aggressive mentality, I think, to win this game. You have to bring the fight to Miami. You can't let Miami you can't let Miami play the game on the edges with their, with all that speed they got right now. You know what I'm saying? So you have to put them in a phone booth and and really just try to box them in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that that would be my game plan. I would be blitzing a lot. I would I would do some zero stuff. I would I would I would be. I mean I would I would do a lot of different things, man. I, I would I would empty the kitchen sink, man. I really would. And fourth down, fourth and ones, those would be automatics. I mean, we wouldn't even have to. I don't even want you to look to the sideline. Yeah. Like, yeah, the play's already out. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I got I'm gonna give you the score first and then I'm gonna tell you. So I got a thirty one thirty Florida State. I never picked Miami ever. So I'm gonna got a thirty one thirty Florida State. And and here's how. I believe and this is what I think it takes to win. You need two non offensive touchdowns. So I think you a pick six fumble recovery or fumble, you know, deep, deep in their territory. You know what I mean? Inside the 15-yard line that leads to a touchdown. Um, uh, Kickoff return, punt return, block punt, something like that. Two non-offensive touchdowns. Because I imagine the offense would probably put up – I'm a, at this point, I haven't seen them be able to put up more than 16. And so, I'm going to give them 16. If they can get this, if they can get 16, 17 – I'm going to give them 17. Uh, 17 points by my offense, two touchdowns by by my defense special teams. That gets me 31 points. Florida State gonna hold them to 30, and that's where that's the only key I can see them do. Again, I don't I scripted drive maybe a touchdown before uh, either after halftime, a touchdown right before halftime, and a uh, I mean the first pass possession of the game. They're really good on Blackman is really good on those first like scripted drive down the field because it really is no pressure you just you know i mean the plays you already know you you literally repped them out in your head you know what people are going to be at you know and they usually don't know what you're doing so i imagine that they score early right early touchdown on the scripted drive they have another touchdown you know maybe right before half or right after half either in hurry up offense or another scripted series and then a field goal something something that gets them a field goal that gets them 17 points i'm gonna give a you know running back will score a touchdown this week in a uh you know, due to a forced fumble or a pick deep in their territory, because again, I still don't believe De'Ara King can throw the football. You're gonna have to prove it to me before I can see it. Um, and I think you get a kickoff return or, or a punt return. I get some 31 points, 31-30. Yeah, I don't think they score over 21 points. Maybe, maybe they can score 21. I mean, Miami defense ain't good though. That's it. but I just our offense isn't good though. So yeah. it's, it's, and that's you know so I mean? hard, and it's hard to depend on special teams mm-hmm. against a, a well-coached team that has some talent on it. Like if you have enough talent, like your special teams normally should be good. 
Yeah, but a mobile quarterback is prone, usually prone to fumble. Now, he hasn't really been mobile. Like, he hasn't ran the ball a lot this year. But I think, you know what I mean, Janarius gets off the edge. Kando gets off the edge one time. You know, maybe blindside sacks and he forces the fumble deep in the territory. It, it's a rivalry game, so all sorts of weird stuff happen. Right. Um, again, I think with our secondary and, and um, you know, the way – the way uh, Sante Sang was able to bait. So I think he can bait him into a pick. And I think he looked at that film as like, man, I should have took both of them to the house last week. Um, plus, plus with uh, with, with uh, Jones off the field, you know, so you got to worry about him blocking, you know. You, I think, it, you know, you might get you might get that block you need in order to take one to the house. I can, see, I can honestly see, I can see an interception. I can definitely see an interception by by uh, Hamza, by uh, Samuel, that, that, made, that go to the house. Or if not, puts us in position to where you know we get a touchdown. I think the deep. I've been saying it. I, I'm. I'm. Don't want to give up on the defense. I was hard on defense last week because I felt because because of how high I was on defense before the season. So I'm not going to give up on the defense now. I believe the defense absolutely has uh, the talent and the potential. Let's hope you know Fuller's gotten him a better uh, game plan, and we'll see it. Well, we'll see. I, I don't want to put. Give me a score. Man, let's go. man, I I told no. you, 31-30, Florida State, fuck Miami. You already know. If Miami get the 30 points, we're not winning. But, um, I just told you how. <laughs> I know, man, but that's a lot of, that's a, that's man, a that's a lot of luck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, luck wins football games, man. I think it's going to be 35-24 to 24, Miami. Oh, that hurt hard. I got to be real with y'all, man. I can't be out here lying. No, nah, man. Say it again, 35-24. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't doing it. Miami, I listen, I can't I don't I don't ever pick Miami. I don't ever pick, I, I don't I don't pick Florida. I don't care what it is. Yeah, it's delusional. It's probably wrong as well, but I ain't picking them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's wrap right there, man. All right, man. Listen, y'all just heard the listen up podcast. As always, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate you guys. Bye. Bye.